Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Robin Waite. Robin, are you ready to do this? Uh, absolutely, hundred percent, George. Let's do it. Let's 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 go. Robin is the founder of Fearless Business. He is a speaker, a podcast host, a best-selling author of five books. I'm excited to have you on, Robin. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, I, I suppose the business side of things for me is a bit of a side hustle because I'm a I'm a dedicated husband and I have seven and five year old daughters who properly keep me on my toes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the business actually comes second to them at all times, uh, and they're at that point where they're doing all of the, the holiday clubs and you know weekend clubs and things like that. So we're busy just moving them around all the time. But uh, yeah, and then after the business, I I surf as well. I'm a keen cyclist, one of those annoying lycra clad weekend warriors holding up all the traffic. <laughs> That's me doing my bit to annoy general public (laughs) (laughs) and tell us a little bit about the work uh so yeah fearless business so we we're a coaching practice um uh and i I like to think that we have some some you know very unique qualities but so so we work with other coaches and consultants typically time for money based businesses and um help them to productize whatever it is that they're selling Typically, when you productize something, it means that it's worth a lot more. Um, so our focus is on helping people, people, our clients, to articulate their value better so that they can increase their prices. And obviously, that that then has, you know, this is where we start to make our real impact because when you charge more and you make a bit more profit, then obviously you can reinvest that money back into the business, make more, and or you can have a lot more sort of um, fun with your family and things like that. So. I think I've calculated now over the last five years with Fearless Business, we've had eight Fearless babies, uh, not all mine, obviously, client ones. <laughs> uh, we've had several who've been able to save up and buy a house. We've had um, several who have gone on to move out of their home office and get a proper big office. We've also had several where one of the partners, husband or wife, husband, husband, one of them's been able to give up their day job and come into the business as well. So for me, those are like the, the real impacts that we, we like to make at Fearless Business. I love it. Help people create a virtuous cycle versus a vicious cycle that if we are not charging enough or what we're worth, that you're sort of trapped in. 100%. And I, th- I think people people forget that, um, look, come on, the one objective with business is to make, make money, okay? You know, it's not beat about the bush, but the reality is you can do that. There is always a reason why we want to earn money. So it's to have a better life in some way, shape or form or to do do some kind of good. But, and the reason I always kind of caveat this is like, yes, the one goal is to make money, it's to make profit, but you can do that with a sense of like passion, purpose, vision, mission, values, like all of that good stuff as well, and run a very ethical and sustainable um, business in the same time as making the shit ton of cash. Nice. I appreciate that. So how, how, how often, it's probably tough to quantify, are people not charging enough? Pretty much every business owner who is charging time for money, so either an hourly rate or day rate, is in in some way underselling themselves. Um, and the reason the reason for that is because when you know typical mistakes which I see people make, so especially if they're charging hourly rates, they'll uh, be told by all the experts and gurus, go and do your competitor research, go and see what the competition are charging. Now that's good. I always say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not knocking that. Go and look at the competition. But the mistake is the assumption that your competitors know what they're doing. 
So if George is looking at Dave, who's looking at Trisha's prices, who's looking at Sharon's prices, and Sharon's looking back at George's prices, I'm like, which one of you four is the expert in pricing? Hmm. And the answer is probably none of you. Okay, so you know, and it might be that you know we look at George's prices uh, for comparison, but George actually isn't making any money. So why would we copy a business model that is fundamentally flawed and not profitable? So this, that's the point where I encourage people to, yes, go and look at the competition, see what everybody else is charging. But remember, there's probably one person out there. And let's, let's say, for example, I don't know, you're a, a, um, you run a local web design business, right? And you look at 20 other web designers in the local area, you see what they're charging. There's always one who is the most expensive on the market. But they've probably been around for the longest. They probably have the greatest, the best reputation. They've got the most Google reviews, for example. They've got the fantastic website. But the clue is that they're the most expensive and they're still able to acquire clients. So there are still people who want to work with them, despite the fact that they're the most expensive in their marketplace. The likelihood is as well that they're probably the most profitable right. and they have the most sustainable business because they've been around for the longest and everybody trusts them. And there's lots of referral referrals going around for that business. So um, it is it is OK to go out there and be the most expensive. And the second mistake is that if I'm selling an hour of my time, that's how much I value my time at. That could be different to how much somebody else values it at, okay? And so what I mean by that is there are two other areas of how you should you know, cost out whatever product or service it is that you're selling. So we've got time, that's the first one. The second area is um, overheads and costs. You know, it costs something to run a business. So you need to make sure that time and overheads are included within this. And then the third thing is intellectual property. So, you know, imagine, I'll, I'll try and keep this brief because I know we only have a short time to record, but um, imagine like sticking with the web design side of things, for example. I, I know that because I, I know it well because I ran an agency for 12 years and that was predominantly one of our services. So imagine we had three different web designers, okay? And so Dave comes along and he's charging 50 bucks an hour and he says, George, it'll take me 20 hours. So roughly it's a thousand thousand dollars for this website. You'd be like, cool, okay. But what George forgot to tell you was that he hasn't been doing it for very long. He's not terribly experienced and his websites, they don't look great and they don't get the best results, okay? But he comes back three months later, here's your website, George. And you go, well, hang on, Dave, where's where's the blog and the shopping cart which you promised me? And, and so Dave says, oh, I'm sorry about that, George, but we've used up your 20 hours. It will cost you another 10 hours, is that cool? You'd be like, well, hell no, I, I don't want to pay anymore. We agreed that it would be 20 hours and that's what I thought I was paying. So there's friction straight away. So that's the first clue that hourly rates just don't work. Then we have Steve. Steve comes along. He's been doing this for years, but he doesn't know what Robin knows about pricing. So he's also charging 50 bucks an hour. But because he's really experienced, he can build it quicker. So it only takes him 10 hours and it gets better results, right? Um, and... Yeah. So hang on. The guy who is more experienced and gets better results, he only gets paid a third of what, you know, Dave, the lesser experienced guy is getting paid. So there's our second clue that it just doesn't hourly rates just don't work. Then Trisha comes along. She's she's a website ninja. Right. She is the best of the best of the best. And she goes, listen, George, my websites, I'll knock this out of the park for you in 24 hours. Within 30 days, it will be producing 20 solid leads a month, a month for your business. OK. My websites come with a guarantee. If they're not producing those leads, I'll pay you, pay you all of your money back and I'll pay you $1,000 for wasting your time, which you can spend with Dave or Steve. Is that cool? Sounds great. Excellent. Ask me how much they are. How much? They're $10,000, but it comes with a guarantee. 
Okay, so you've got now a completely different value proposition there, which, you know, um, Trish has been able to um, factor in her skills and experience, i.e. her intellectual property. And all of the case studies, the other websites that she's built up, all of those 20 years worth of experience, you know, she's an avid learner. So she's still learning about all the latest and greatest techniques. So and so she's able to price that into her 10K offer. And yes, on the face of it, it might seem like it's 10 times the price, but she's probably offering infinitely more value than the other two are offering at their hourly rates. So but there is like one really clear reason why um, people get stuck and they they don't want to put crazy rates out and it's very simple fear of rejection that is the only reason people don't put their prices up it's that simple basically yeah but that that fear of rejection um uh, is very deep-seated and that's why it takes a long time to unpack so um if you think about it um I don't whether you experience this, but probably many people listening to this experience this. So between the ages of about three and seven is when we develop our money blueprint. And if you imagine, like, if you go, you know, we're, we're going to regress everybody back to their childhood for a moment here. And probably things which may sound very familiar are going to be things like, or oh, you can't have those new sneakers because they're too expensive. We can't take a vacation this year because we can't afford it. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the love of money is the root of all evil. I have to, always have to correct myself on that quote to get it right. The love of money is the root of all evil. Oh, look at that Lamborghini. Isn't that disgusting? Isn't that grotesque? So people have this very negative like relationship around money and wealth and things like that. But again, this is where I'd remind people about you know the, the, the shift here is. Without money, we can't, in today's modern world, we can't really do much good. So think about all of the charities out there who rely on businesses and individuals to make donations to their good causes so that we can go and help people who are less fortunate than us. Like money is actually an incredible tool that you can use for good, a weapon of good. So for 99% of people who have this really negative attachment to, to money and throughout their youth and going into their sort of elder years like we're always validated by money it's like going for a um a promotion at work you know uh or you know you ask for a pay rise no you're not worth it like those are the things that we keep on hearing it's always validated you're not worth it so we're, we're actually constantly filled with rejection all the way through and actually that poor blueprint money blueprint doesn't serve us when it comes to being an entrepreneur in business the entrepreneurs who tend to succeed are the ones that have this deep-seated belief that I'm worth it. So if we step out into the workplace and we're confident in our value that we can deliver to the world, we're able to effectively communicate that to prospective buyers. But what it means is when you charge more, you are going to have fewer clients. So which means like, the, you know, the opposite side of that seesaw is that you're going to get more no's, but you have to be really comfortable with that. Like for every four no's that we get, we only want we only want or need one yes if we price ourselves right to make a decent income, you know. And so and those numbers are stark. Like it's it's really simple when you break it down. And I, I know I've probably made it sound a little bit sort of, I don't know, cold. <laughs> but, um, but 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 ultimately, it's like get over that fear of rejection, stop being attached to the sale and you can have a lot more success with your life. Yeah, oh, I, I, I agree with you 100 percent. And that we are, for lack of a better term, hardwired to have these negative beliefs running and it's sort of our operating system. That's that's the way that I like to think about it. 
it sounds easy, but it does hard, right? So how do I go about breaking that cycle of lack of worth, not charging enough? So it, it's it's a, a three or four stage process, okay? And actually, it's it's relatively simple. So, um, oh, I tell you what, actually, George, if you if you're open to to playing the game, we can sure. you can help me out here, okay? So, think of a product or service that you would love to sell. Okay, to it could be a course or a, a program or something. Let's else. just stick with web design. So I okay, help, so I help. stick with web design, right? So, um, le- and let's say, how much would you like to sell if you had like a, I don't know a brochure style website package? How much would you like to sell it for? How much could you, do you think you could get at the moment? Um, ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, right. Well, we're going to use $10,000 as a starting point, right? Because you've already told me, yep, yeah, I'd be happy to sell it for 10. But imagine there is a world out there that you could sell that website package for, I don't know, $50,000. Amazing. Okay. So step one is we just sow the seed of an idea. Could could we do it? Has somebody ever sold a $50,000 website? Probably. Okay. Sure. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we could do it. So that's step number one. The second step, though, is we've got to work out where your level of comfort is, okay? Because it might be that you go, I mean, you went sure at $50,000. What about $100,000? Wow. You know, I, I bet there are companies that that, that, that spend that, but I don't but, know if I could do you, that. This, yeah. about, this is now about George. Could you sell a $100,000 website? I, I don't think so. Okay. Could you, what about, could you sell a $50,000 one? Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I do okay, good work. Great. So 60,000, 70,000, 80,000. Okay. So 80,000 was just around about your comfort zone. Okay. Now everybody probably may be listening to this is going or watching this is going, what just happened there? I could actually see there was something in your body language, which just shifted when I went from 70 to 80, Hmm. which tells me that 70 is inside your comfort zone. 80 is just outside it. Okay. So, and we, what we want to do is we want to go, right, we're going to, we're going to sell our websites now for 80,000 because it's just outside our comfort zone. We want something to stretch us. That's where growth comes from. Okay. And then the third step is then we want to validate that hype. We've created a hypothesis that we could sell it for 80,000. It's just outside our comfort zone. So now we want to go and prove or disprove that hypothesis. So this is where as a coach, I would, one, I'd equip you with the tools to be able to articulate the value of the 80K website, but I would challenge you. I'd say, Right, George, I need you to go and pitch the next 10 or 20 people at $80,000 for their website. Okay. And you'd go, okay, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm down for the challenge. Or sure. you'd go, oh, no. I'm terrified. I'm yeah, so, uh, and what all I, all I do with our clients is, so I only ever work with clients where I genuinely believe in their product or service that they're selling. If I can see a... Um, if I can see a hole in it that I'm just just don't get it, I won't take them on as a client. Okay, so with my with clients, it's easier. So I actually throw down a challenge at this point. I say, listen, if you go and pitch ten people, and you can prove to me that you pitch ten people genuinely eighty thousand dollars using the techniques that we've taught you around sales and pricing and things like that, um, and not one of them buys, I will buy your service. Hmm. Okay, so they're going to get at least one sale out of it, and immediately they're like. Oh, well, that's easy then. Of course, I'm going to go and do that because they know they're guaranteed to get at least one sale out of it. And so inevitably what happens is um, and typically those 10 pitches will take about four to six weeks to get through. Um, My clients come back to me and they'll like sometimes it could be the first or second pitch they do. The client says yes. and they go, Oh, my gosh, Robin, that was so easy. I can't believe it. But clients are like buses. So for most people, it's normally like the eighth, ninth or tenth pitch when they get their first, you know, and then two say yes, like, you know, back to back. Um, just because that's the way clients like to work. 
Um, but even still, even if they have to wait a little bit longer for that result and then they do get the result, they still go, oh, God, I can't believe how easy that was. And the reality is it's kind of like you just need to see evidence to back up the hypothesis. And when you can see it like, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense now. And what's really interesting is um, the the fifth step is then we just iterate. So it's an iterative process. We're like, cool, now you've sold two, three or four people at 80K. We're going to push that price up to 100 and we're going to test another 10 people. And then when you sell it to two, three or four people, right, we're going to push the price up to 120. So and what we do is we're just building on confidence because now you've got evidence to show that you can do this and that you're worth that amount. You're learning to sell to higher net worth clients. You're getting better at articulating your value. Confidence grows. So it's kind of like this really nice, you know, um, cycle which you go through, which kind of feeds on itself. I love it. That certainly does make sense. I, I imagine sort of the look on people's faces when you throw those higher numbers up and they're like, oh, you know, I think about it. And then making that guarantee, hey, worst case scenario, you're at least going to get one new client out of it because I will buy it if in fact nobody else does. Um, and what a what a life changing experience. You you mentioned at the top that there are babies that there are babies that have been born and, and lives that have been changed and so totally shift <clears throat> so how, how 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 long does the process that you how, how long does the typical engagement last for yeah so th- this is where i mentioned that we're we're slightly different to a lot of other coaching companies out there so a lot a lot of coaching companies will um like you pay them money and then when you stop paying money you stop getting coaching however we do it slightly differently so all of our clients get their desired outcome or result within the space of about three to six months um, you know, we've had it, we've had anomalies. It's like a bell curve anomalies, which sit, you know, we've had somebody get their return on investment with us within five days. We've had other clients who, you know, for one person, it took them 12 months, but they're at the other ends of the extreme. But most clients sit in that three to six month um, sweet spot. But what we do is we do a one time fee. So when a client comes in, they pay us one enrollment fee. Uh, we do offer installments on that, but then when they're in, they're a fearless crew member for life. And what typically tends to happen is they'll get their desired result or outcome within three to six months. And then they go through this. Most business owners go through this consolidation phase where they're just like, great, now we've got money coming in. We're enrolling clients. We're, we're doing all of the stuff that we paid you for. And then they move on to like stage two, which is when they start to get into scaling. So now um, they're moving up to taking on their first employee. Uh, you know, and sort of moving beyond six figures typically. And that that actually is the point whereby like we actually hand over to people who sort of do six to seven figure scaling. Um, We don't actually do that ourselves. Um, Or they may become a one to one client or but that what they can do is they can just repeat fearless, you know, the fearless business accelerator. Um, but they don't have to pay again. So they get they can go through it as many times as they want. Um, And what that's meant is it, it, um, you know, it's good for us because we get a ton of referrals. We have an amazing community of business owners that we're starting to grow now. Um, and of course they all network with each other and buy each other's services as well. And it's just, again, it kind of feeds off itself. It's a, it's a really great community. I love it. Good stuff. Well, Robin, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So my, my view on it, and probably people have already got, a. uh, um, an idea of where I might go with this, but too many business owners spend too long p- creating the perfect products. And I believe that you can create 80% of that perfect product within about a 10th of the time. Okay. Which means that you can get immediate feedback on it. So my view is like build an imperfect product and launch it fast and iterate. And you'll, you know, over the same 
12 month period, you'll end up with a product which is like two, three, four, five times better than what it would have been if you just built the perfect product before launch. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Yeah, having that process. I love it. Step by step. Beautiful. Absolutely. Well, Robin, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Fearless Business? Awesome. Thank you, George. Um, yeah. So um, I'm as a as a as a as a gift for everybody taking the time to to listen in today. Um, I'm offering a copy of my book, Take Your Shot, to all of your listeners. So uh, if they go to fearless.biz forward slash tys for Take Your Shot, you can go and download a copy there. Um, and then, yeah, just um, jump onto Google, type in Robin Waite with an E on the end of it, um, and you'll be able to find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, all of the other usual social media channels. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Robin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Give us the website again. Uh, fearless.biz forward slash T-Y-S. Perfect. Go to fearless.biz forward slash T-Y-S to get a copy of his book, Take one of his books, Take take your shot and then uh i'll list all the social media and the notes of the show thanks again robin awesome it's a pleasure thanks george and until next time keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together